Uh, well, Ron, we get to go to South Africa again. Unbelievable, right? I love that we get to go like all over the planet with never leaving our house. Yep. And then our next guest, uh, Landy, like I didn't even know her until we got on like this uh, interview and I love her. I mean, she, she like did some of the same things we did over the last 20 years until she found her own calling. And, and so it's, it's, it was pretty exciting to, to hang out and talk with her. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's cool that, you know, through this platform, we're able to meet people that are very like-minded to what we're about and uh, just generally a, a great individual person. Yeah. All right. Let's get to it. Have you ever wondered how highly successful entrepreneurs think? So did we. So we asked hundreds of entrepreneurs a very simple question. If they had perfect hindsight, what advice would they give themselves? I am Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. Join us on our journey implementing and sharing all of our learnings while we hack our hindsight along with our guest hindsight to give us all better foresight. Listen along the way as we find and unlock their secrets that made them successful through hidden traffic, joint ventures, and much, much more. This is Hindsight Hack. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Hindsight Hacking. Today, our special guest is Miss Landy Stevens. Now, she has been running her own consulting agency, coaching many over the last nine years. Uh, last year, she re released her new book, Faces of a Sales Manager, and we are so excited because she is getting ready to launch her e-course of the same name. Landy, I am so excited to listen and hear your story, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me, Ron and Kerry. No, we're excited to have you, and I can't wait to kind of, you know, dig into what's going on in your world. But for the people that don't know you, can you please give a, a quick little backstory about who you are so they kind of understand who they're listening to? Who they're listening to? Great. Okay, so my name is Landy Stevens. I'm from South Africa, Cape Town, South Africa, and I'm born and bred. Um, from a background, I've been in management, senior management roles for about 27 years and then broke away from corporate industry to start my own business about nine years ago. And um, my passion is to empower and equip others um, so that they can empower and equip their individuals reporting into them. So it's very much of a coaching, I believe in a coaching environment and about teaching people leadership skills so that they can empower their people and to grow their businesses. So this is what my journey has been for the past nine years, is going into organizations both big and small, so your big blue chips and your, your startups and your small SMEs, going in and helping them with, with methodologies and tools that I've physically walked through over the past 27 years. What differentiates me from a lot of consultants and coaches and, and mediators is the fact that I, I've got life stories. It's not something out of a book. So when, when Corey mentioned the, the faces of a sales manager, I named it because as a sales manager, you need to put on many faces. And I call it um, the, 
the, the faces because you need to put on a face on a different day and for a different person on a variety of levels. So yeah, um, I've taken true life stories and true life events and I've actually created this book and I use it on a daily basis when I speak to people. And that's my passion. Oh, that's so amazing. Ron and I, we may not be, have been going into tons of different companies um, and, and kind of had that as our sole position, but in the roles that we've had over the last 20 years, like that has been our passion. Like that has been the fun part of everything we've done is when we are helping coach, whether it be the CEO or the brand new employee, yeah. achieve things that they didn't realize that they could achieve. And so uh, you're speaking to our hearts of what you Yay! do. Pretty cool. Um, all right. So, you know, what you, for nine years now, you've been running your own consulting agency. Like, tell us, like, how did you get exactly started? Like, what was that first year like? And, and how did you get it to where, like, it was, you know, what you could do uh, after that? actually quite an interesting story because nine years ago I was in a quite a senior position earning the big money I was running a team of 250 individuals and um, I got to a stage in my life where I, I needed to get out of corporate um, it was getting I was on the verge of burnout and um, I needed to do a life change not only for health reasons, but from a personal perspective, I needed to do a, a big change. So if you know South Africa, Johannesburg is the hub. And I decided to move from Johannesburg to Cape Town, which is on a coastal area, a lot more quieter, but also quite a big hub. So I made the change. And my idea at that stage was to actually just go and open up a coffee shop, <laughs> funny enough. Um, upon arriving in Cape Town, I... I I decided this is where I'm going and I actually met with a good friend um, on the beach and we started chatting and he said to me, Lundy, what do you want to do? And I said, I'm opening up a coffee shop. I am done with corporate. I'm done with the politics and I'm done with all the stresses. This is what I'm doing. And he packed up laughing at me and he said to me, there's no way that you're going to be able to do that. You're going to get bored. And I laughed at him. I said, there's no way. I, I'm done. I am absolutely done. And that was on a Thursday morning. By the Saturday morning, he's a very well-known sales trainer. So he trains the, the sales individuals and he's been an entrepreneur for most of his life. And he phoned me the Saturday morning and he said, I've got a client that you need to go and see on Monday morning at nine o'clock. And I said to him, well, what do I need to do? And he said, you'll figure it out. You'll be cool. You'll figure it out. Well, got in my car the Monday morning, <laughs> arrived at this organization and I just started using what I knew, my knowledge that I'd built up over all the years. I just stepped into it like a, like a duck out of water. And um, I started implementing methodologies, started changing processes, started with the sales team, and then obviously moved from the operations team to the marketing team to the factory. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. After about being with them for six months, transforming the organization, I sat with the three directors and they weren't happy. So, of course, the insecurity started welling up and it was, oh, my word, what did I do wrong? And I said to them, what do we need to change? And what actually came out of this was, Lundy, we want to retire. And I breathed a sigh of relief because I knew I hadn't done anything wrong. But the strategy that I'd actually implemented there was not a, a sales strategy for them to actually sell the organization. It was actually to grow the organization. So for another three months, we actually turned the original strategy on its head. And we started cutting down so we could show profitability for the organization. Mm -hmm. 
Luckily enough, an organization from, from the UK actually bought them out for a huge profit. And that built up a lot of confidence for me. What that showed me was the methodologies that I'd learned within the corporate spheres actually worked within other organizations. Within that first six months, out of word of mouth, my business just started to bloom because, because I'm very different to your normal consultants and your normal coaches. Um, and because I use tried and tested methodologies that I physically implemented. And I'm prepared to share my, my, my failures and my victories. People tend to speak to me. Because I'm not afraid of saying, you know what, this is where I battle and this is where I failed and this is how I failed. And I take them through a journey of uncovering where their, their strengths and their weaknesses are. So, yeah, the first year was quite trying and testing because I needed to step into confidence. I needed to step into my own identity, moving from corporates, having this big conglomerate behind me. And now it was me. It was Lundy Stevens, which is the identity and the brand. And that was a, a, a journey of note. Because when you're sitting with a client, you need to be confident. You need to be confident in yourself and in what you're actually implementing. And um, deep down inside, you need to be fighting all these fears um, that you're seeing on a daily basis. Am I doing it right? Am I actually giving them what they want? But um, stepping through and pushing through, um, it's made me a lot stronger. And I think moving into organizations now, having that experience and sharing that experience with, with people that I work with now actually helps them to grow where I've already grown. No, I, I love so much what you just said. And, and you know, going back to you needed a, a shift. You know, I think everybody, you know, runs that corporate ladder and they think that's going to bring them satisfaction or happiness. And, and you know, the money's great, but... There, there's something that goes along with that and that's your time and and your time freedom and you know if you boil down what every entrepreneur is looking for yeah they want the money but they want the time freedom to do with it as they please right but what i what i really want to talk about was how you found like i'm just gonna call it your superpower so everything that you have in your head and yeah. And I think a lot of people get stuck with this. They, since, since it comes easy to you and you have this knowledge, you just assume or people assume that everyone can do it like that. And it's, it, if it comes easy to us, it should just come easy to everybody, right? So it's hard for people to go, hey, that is my superpower. I'm going to hang my hat on that. And I'm going to be super confident on that, especially when they're starting out. And they don't have that first client to be able to tell those stories, right? Yeah. Um, I was extremely blessed to get that first client. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ron, it's, you know, a lot of companies or, or individuals, and I mean, I've got a lot of friends and I've worked with a lot of organizations that, that start off as a one-man band. Mm -hmm. And it is extremely daunting when you move from a corporate environment where you've got all the securities of, of a salary that's coming in every single month. I mean, my both my husband and myself left corporate at the same time. And we were both in high-powered positions at yeah. the same time. So he started his own business. I started my own business. And, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. So in terms of the superpower for me, I didn't know it in the beginning. Right. I didn't. Um, I just had a vision. 
And I had somebody else help me unlock that vision and somebody else that believed in me, which is why I believe in coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody is wanting to take on, on, on an entrepreneurship or they're wanting to put a, 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 an idea that's in their head into a reality, they're going to need to walk a journey with somebody else. Because a lot of the things that I have in my head, I've had to actually put it down onto a piece of paper and walk that process. Now, I was able to do that. But a lot of the work that I do is sitting with people because they've got this idea in their minds, but they don't know how to execute it. They don't know how to make it into something that's actually going to bring them money. I'll give you an idea. Here in South Africa, we're still on hard lockdown. And um, a very good friend of mine used to supply um, vegetables and, and fresh produce to restaurants. Now, as you know, with lockdown, there is no restaurants. And he came to me and he said to me, Landy, I don't know how I'm going to provide for my my family. What do I do? And I sat him down and I said to him, well, what do you have in your hands? And he said to me, well, I've got suppliers that have fresh vegetables. And I said, well, what can you do with that? And it was taking him down a journey of self-discovery. I already had the answer. And a lot of coaches, what they do is they sit and they tell the person instead of getting them to realize it themselves. Because when you get that self-revelation, it becomes very real and it becomes your own, which means you get buy-in and then you drive it. When somebody tells you what to do, the responsibility and the accountability is then on the person that told you. Well, you said it. Now you need to drive it. And they keep coming back to you because it was your idea. It wasn't my idea. What do I do now? And what is the next step? But if you walk that journey of unlocking that idea and that revelation within the person, And that is my superpower. You were talking about superpower. It's being able to read a person or an organization and find the inherent gold in the person or the company and to see the potential and then to unlock it in them. That is what I do. That's that's my superpower. So getting back to this, this gentleman, my idea was, well, where's the demand right now? And that was with families. They need fresh vegetables. They need fresh produce. So why don't you start delivering? And he, with, with a series of questions and motivation and, and telling him that he is able and he's capable and, and giving him that, that um, how can I say, telling him what it, where his strengths are, he eventually came up with the idea and all I needed to do is tweak it, which means he's running a business now and he's transformed his business. He's reinvented himself. But once lockdown ends, he can go back to doing what he was doing plus having a secondary income that is already established because a need has been created and it can carry it through. Right. So incredible. And, you know, again, that's speaking to my heart here. Like the, it's, it's no fun being a leader when you're just telling people stuff. That's just being a dictator, right? Like that's not being a leader. It's, 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 it's so much better when you get the light bulb to go off in their head. You help them believe that it was their idea all along, even though you might have known before the conversation started, but like that's yeah. the thing. So, all right, yeah. so the next next question, um, it, you alluded to gaining the confidence of that first year. Um, and, and I feel like that's so many of us, right? Like so many of us, when we especially try new things, whether it's a person five years old trying to learn how to ride a bike, or it's uh, Ron and I figuring out how to do this podcast, right? Like mm-hmm. when you're learning all this stuff, you're like, ah, this imposter syndrome, I, I'm, the lack of con- confidence, all that. Like what would, 
if you were to give someone advice about how to walk through that from no confidence other than your own knowledge that you have for yourself to being confident that I can take this company of 250 to 1,000 to two or however many employees they have to help them grow beyond the means that they thought they wanted to. Mm. I think the beginning, the beginning of, the, of the journey would be to uncover identity. Who are you? You need to know who you are. So whether it be an individual or an organization, it's understanding who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, how are you going to sell what you have? Because people buy people first and then they buy a product or a service. We've heard that cliche so often. So when you're sitting in front of somebody is knowing who you are and your identity. Because when you understand and you believe in who you are, um, it doesn't matter if you don't have all the answers. So you can sit in front of a CEO and if he asks you a question, you can quite confidently say, you know what, I don't have the answer to that, but I'll walk a journey with you to be able to uncover it or I will do the research to find it. And you're not going to feel less than because that's one of the challenges that I had in the beginning is because I would sit with big CEOs and big MDs of multinational organizations and here I am a little nobody and here I'm giving this person advice. I can't go with that mindset. I need to know who I am and I need to know what I'm carrying. Um, I need to be able to speak life into, into the person that I'm sitting in front of. And the, having the identity, it gives you the opportunity to be able to say, I don't have the answers, but I'm prepared to walk this journey with you in order to find them. So confidence, identity is the beginning. I think what you said right there was huge because so many coaches fall into I have all the answers mode, right? Because they feel that gives them the credibility that they feel they need, even though it actually does the actual opposite of that. Because if you have all the answers, one, you're actually not helping somebody. You're just telling them what to do and you've become their boss, which isn't anything. And that's not a sustainable model, right? Correct. Correct. So, you know, I, I love, I love, you know, again, what Corey said, you're totally speaking to what Corey and I are all about. Um, and, and it's, it's just a pleasure to talk with somebody that has kind of the same ideals. Um, so kind of going back to that first year, right after that first client, uh, I, I want you to kind of think about what went off in your head that you said, Hey, coffee shop. No, <laughs> this this is what I want to do because of either a feeling you had or, I mean, you went into a meeting not knowing anything. You didn't even know why you were going. A friend just told you to go, right? And you're like, okay, I'll go. And you were able to transform that company yet pivot because that's not what they wanted. So, you know, what was that feeling right walking out that you're like, Hey, I can do this. And what was the first couple steps you did? Okay, I think to, to begin that unpacking where I transitioned from the, the coffee shop to the consulting business is it spoke to my heart. It spoke to my passion. So my passion is, is people. And it's also cliche, but let me unpack it even further. My cliche is seeing people succeed. And it was a lesson that I learned way back when, when I first started as a manager myself. I, I, I became a manager of a team of four people when I was, I think it was just 19, 20. 
And of course, when you become a manager, you get the, the title and of course you get this big head and, and you start to dictate and you start to try and make mini-me's because now I'm the boss right. and now you need to follow what I say and I stuffed up. And the realization that I got was, is you don't have all the answers. And what you need to do as a leader, not a manager, as a leader, is, is your, your team is actually what makes you. So if you're dictating and it's only your way, then you've got one person. So what, what's the point? So when I walked out of that, that organization, it was actually on the very first day that I finished my first days, I saw people's faces light up when I started calling out the gold in them when I started unlocking who they, they were and started showing them the potential that they actually had. And that really got me ticking. The second step was when I sat with a, a group of, of three directors and I was able to, to unlock what they really wanted because if it wasn't for me, they would have continued with this business. And in actual fact, all three of them wanted to retire. So for me, what, what that revealed to me was I had the ability to not only unlock potential within normal day-to-day -day individuals from your tea lady right up to your CEO, but what it also did was it showed me that I could sit with individuals and I could actually put them onto a new destiny and something that, that made them happy. And if it wasn't for me, they wouldn't have had that. So that was my, I was hooked. It was, I want more. Nice. Let me help people. Yeah. Very, very cool. All right. So I want to ask one more question about your past and then uh, hopefully we can start talking more of the last few years of what you've been working on and what's, what's happening in the future. So uh, hindsight hacking, we got to ask about hindsight. We all know hindsight's 2020. If we yep. had the perfect hindsight, things would be uh, gravy all the time. So now if, if you had the power to go back in time and give younger Landy a little bit of advice, uh, what kind of advice would you give and, uh, and what, when would you have gone back to? Mm. I think the first bit of advice that I would have given her is um, to tell her that you aren't the be all and end all <laughs> and that um, people are important and that you don't have all the answers. The next bit of advice I would have given myself is climbing the proverbial corporate ladder or the totem pole isn't uh, the epiphany of success. So to be the MD or the CEO of somebody else's company isn't success. And the next one is money isn't everything. Time is more. And um, being with family and, and having experiences is actually more important than earning the money. So um, chucking all your experience into an organization that doesn't actually care about you isn't the be all and end all. So those are the three main lessons and the reason why I work for myself now and why I empower and unlock potential in others is because of that epiphany that I had. Wow. Like just, wow. I mean, talking about like what's going through my head is like you are the, the exact same of Alcorian, I think. And this is the craziest thing, <laughs> you know, I mean, everything you just said was so right on. I mean, I, I have, I have a philosophy. Um, you know, if, if you are out there working and, and you're working, understand the balance you need to have, right? Because what you're working for is probably for your family 
yet you're not giving the time or everything you need for to your family. Yep. And that job is probably not where you're going to be for the rest of your life, but your family is going to be there for the rest of your life. And I think everyone's priorities are just kind of a little bit whacked out with those things. And when it boils down to why people don't make those changes, there's two things. One is fear and it's their mm-hmm. comfort zone, right? And nothing, yeah. nothing extraordinary happens in someone's comfort zone, right? Yeah. Big- so um, I loved the answer and I loved everything. I just needed to kind of put that out there. So thank you for saying it, how you said it. That was so eloquent. Um, so let's kind of transition from your past to you wrote some books. What are you working on now? Like what is, what, what is your thing now? In June, May, June last year, um, it's, it's actually been something in the works because as I mentioned in the beginning, everything's in my head, all, everything. What I teach, what I coach, everything's in my head. And like most people, you need to leave a legacy. So I needed to get what was head knowledge onto paper. So I began to write a book and, and putting all my knowledge onto a piece of paper, which was the faces of a sales manager. Um, there's a lot of other stuff that I wrote, but this one is, is my flagship because it breaks down leadership and the hows and the whys and, and all the rest into, into one space. So it starts with the very first chapter that I teach on is, is unlocking your why. So I'm sure you've heard Simon Sinek and there's a whole lot of things. I, I've been teaching this for, for decades that understanding your why, it gives you the what and the how. I mean, it's, it's your fundamentals of sales and of management and of, of entrepreneurship. So I unpack the why because when I sit and I do workshops, I do coaching, I do training, it's where I start. Because most people that sit with you, um, if they don't know why they're there, aren't going to listen and they're not going to implement what you just taught them. Which is why I always group together a workshop or a training course along with coaching because otherwise you're spending all this money. But when you get to your desk, how do you actually implement what you've actually heard? which is why motivational speakers, their messages are great. I mean, I was a huge follower of, of a whole lot of them. But the problem is you hear that message and, and it only lasts for about two weeks, if you're lucky, because then life happens and because it's somebody else's story. And you don't but if you, unlock, if you unlock the why, then it becomes your own story. Yeah. So back to where I am right now is I'm, I'm busy putting together um, the e-course, which is a manual. I've taken my book and I've split it up into, into eight chapters and um, eight videos and then eight quizzes. So by the time you've gone through the course, you will have Leadership 101 on steroids, um, so to put it. And my whole life story, my failures, my victories, my massive boo-boos, my mindset where I was, how I was, the skills and the methodologies all in one place. What I've recently done, which I've added on, is I've added on a ninth chapter, which I'm actually in the process of writing, which is the online. So navigating from face to face to online. So taking all that stuff that you've learned from the eight chapters and actually moving it online because this is where we are at. And um, that was another epiphany for me because over the last sure, year and a half, I have been doing a lot of online stuff, coaching and, and training and, and meetings and all the rest. 
but right now it's all online. Everything is online. And I've noticed with a lot of people that I've been working with is they've got this block. It's that comfort zone that you were talking about, Ron, that how do I actually move what I'm doing from face to face to online? And the older generation, they're like the see, touch, feel and being in the environment. And how do they move from, because the, the millennials are, it's very easy to transition into that. But the people that are the leaders and the managers and the CEOs, I would almost say about 70% of them are, are not used to this, this way of talking. Um, so it's, it's helping them. So every step of the way, I'm, I'm trying to assist and help entrepreneurs, help people to transition where we are right now in the times. And that's where I'm focusing now is taking my knowledge and putting it into an e-course. So amazing. So if I walk me through, like I just found you Mm -hmm. and uh, I need some help. Like what's, what's the process? Am, am I getting like just one-on-one -on -one coaching and then you're giving me your book or do I find you by reading your book? And then I'm like, Oh, I need Landy to help me. Like kind of what, what's kind of your, your bread and butter with this stuff? Um, a lot of my bread and butter is word of mouth. Um, that is where I've gotten because somebody starts to work with me and, and then they experience what I do. So it's, a lot of word of mouth but if you want to find me i've got a facebook page it's landy stevens consulting or you can find me on linkedin landy stevens consulting or my website um, which is landystevens.com which unpacks all the avenues if you are an individual and um, i'm talking to a lot of entrepreneurs here is you sit a lot in your head and I find that a lot of people that I work with, they've got all this stuff that goes on in their head and they've got no sounding board because it sits here and, and then it just keeps on going. A lot of people that have got insomnia because they can't sleep because all this stuff in their head. And I often say you need a coach because a coach is not somebody that necessarily is going to teach you somebody something, but it's somebody that can be that sounding board that says, Hey, that's a good idea. And this is how you move with it. So, yeah, whatever you need, I do, I do audits. So I can go into your organization. I can check where your pitfalls are from a process or procedure perspective. I do online coaching. I've got the e-courses. I do workshops. So, so uh, workshops that are specific to your organization. Um, it's not off-the-shelf stuff that you're going to get from me. So whatever you need, I, I can create the solution for you. And you can get, get in touch with me through those, those three mediums. Or email me at landystevens.com. That's awesome. So, so let's say somebody goes, hey, I'm all in. I want to start. Uh, what does is, what is, like, onboarding look like for you? With that, with that Onboarding, what it would be is a meeting like we're having now. Have a chat. Who are you? Introduce myself. Where are you at? It's a whole lot of questions, very much like this interview that we're having now. And then you need to un un unpack who the person is that's, that you're working with, so who am I? And then there needs to be a connection because some people that you, you're going to gel with and there's going to be some people that you don't. So um, the first um, meeting that we have is, is generally free of charge and we just find a connection. And then what I will do is say, okay, what I think the next steps are is this or they will then say to me, Landy, I really need that. And then we'll work on a plan and then we start the process. Um, I don't sign contracts. It's one of the, the, the areas that I don't have. A lot of coaches say you need to be with me for at least 10 sessions. I don't do that because 
Um, if at some point something's not helping or it's not gelling with you, you give me you give me one session's notice and then we call it quits and we go our separate ways. I've never had that, to be honest with you. Generally, when I, I go in, they say to me, come in for a month and I end up staying for a minimum of a year because there's just a whole lot of other stuff. It, it, there's a trust building onboarding that you need to go with, whether it's an individual or an organization. And I understand that because I don't want to spend my hard-earned money on somebody, I don't know who you are, I want to try and test you. So let's have this one-on-one -on -one meeting and then let's trial it. And I'm open, open for that. So that's typically my onboarding. So do you love, I mean, obviously it's nice to get a variety, but... Is your, do you really prefer like the one-on-one -on -one or do you love like bigger organizations where you have your hands on a thousand people? Like what's kind of, where's your, your love lie? Probably that's very difficult to, to say where the love lies because when I'm sitting with a, an individual, that's all I see. And then I get fully entrenched with the person that's sitting in front of me. And when I'm standing in a room with a thousand people, then it's about them. What I do like about the one-on-one, -on -one, it's very personal. Um, and I can share a lot more with one-on-one -on -one and get a lot more connection. Whereas in a big room, you've got a set topic that you're speaking about and you're getting a couple of questions. So there's not much connection. But when you're speaking to a big group of people, the knowledge that you have and the difference that you can make is over a, a, a bigger portion of people, which is great. So both of them work for me. Um, but I think inherently for me, it's when I'm in a one-on-one, -on -one, that's where I am. I'm not thinking about anything else. And when I'm with a big group of people, that's where I am. I'm not thinking about anything else. And I enjoy it. I have that passion. When I have that passion, it, it comes across whether it's one-on-one -on -one or in a big group of people, it doesn't really matter to me. Love it. You know, I think that was, you know, one of our things. So kind of Corey and I, we were looking at doing, you know, in-person masterminds uh, and then we found this online space. And so, you know, we, we transitioned to the online space because just the amount of impact that you can have online versus, you know, face-to-face yeah. -face or a small group you know, it's exponential. Um, you know, so I think that's, that's important. And, and then people need to understand that they can, you know, transition. I mean, your example of yeah. the vegetables, I mean, people can transition anything if they just really take some time to think about how, how they can offer mm -hmm. a service and who they're serving. Right. So you have to know who you are and who you want to serve and then fill the gap that's missing. And then that's your catch, right? You also need to be versatile because some people require one-on-one -on -one and other people like to be in a group. So if you're only focusing on one area, um, you're missing out on people that could, could do with what you have to offer. So you need to be versatile. And that's the, the key about being a good entrepreneur is offering what the people need. So, yeah, a lot of coaches, they deal with one-on-one. -on -one. That's great. But for me, I want to have the biggest impact that I could possibly have because I believe that the knowledge that I have to share is going to impact people in a greater way. I just want to give you another example of, of I had the vegetable. The other example that I had was a, a very big transportation um, here in South Africa. They're, they're one of the, the big five. And I was sitting with their business development director and she said to me, Landy, with this lockdown, I don't know what we're going to do. And I said to her, start thinking out the box. And through one session, um, 
I said to her, you need to start thinking very differently to where you have been thinking. How can you add value to the crisis that we're sitting in? And she said, I never thought of that. I said, if you look at all the world, the companies that made it were the ones that reinvented themselves, that actually stepped into that flow and, and found, found a need and then fulfilled that need. And I said, where are you now? And she said, well, we do FMCG. I said, well, great. Are you, are you going to the big supermarkets? Are you, are you trying to help there? And I said, the next thing is when a cure comes, the vaccine comes, um, another story, but anyway, um, then they would need to be able to, <laughs> yeah, you picked up on that one, right? <laughs> um, they would need to then bring the, the, the pharmaceuticals in. So how are you positioning yourself? And I said, leverage, leverage your company off that. And um, how are you going to leverage off? So that unpacked a whole lot of stuff within her, how they could reposition where they are. And I said, another thing is, what are the big companies that you can't get into, that you haven't been able to get into? She says to me, there's a whole lot of them. I said, then partner with your competitors. And she was like, oh, no. I said, why not? I said, if they've got these big businesses... They've probably got a lot of overflow work. I said, now's the time to hold hands with competitors because when this is blown over, you've got a foot in the door. And she said, I never thought of it that way. So it's about refocusing and yeah, reinventing yourself and actually putting, thinking out the box and putting the past in the past and sitting in the present. Uh, so good. So, so my question, and, and you probably uh, already answered this, but um with that, the way you talked about, but are you, because of everything that's happened with the lockdowns across the world, um, is your business surviving or are you thriving? Have you provided the right value to grow during this time or are you just getting by? What's kind of, how's it been for you? How's things changed for you? How have you reinvented yourself there? It's been very difficult initially because a lot of my stuff was face-to-face. That was one of the transitions that I've actually been going through is to be a lot more online. So I've had to reposition myself and reinvent myself and actually get my e-course out there a lot quicker. And then a whole lot of new free material on my website. I did a a free e-course called Don't Panic Regroup, which was talking about the reinventing yourself. Um, In order to, to gain access to people that were comfortable with online. So... In initially, at the beginning, yeah, it was a bit of a panic because I only had my online business and my offline business started falling away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, there's a lot of organizations that are shutting doors, which is a very sad reality. So companies that were regulars have said to me, Lundy, we've had to close doors because we can't work now because the different levels that we're allowed to function on, we can't actually operate. So I have had to be very clever and very smart and it's starting to pick up now again. You know, it's not a case of, of I'm battling, but definitely there was a big drop, but I'm seeing the bell curve going up now because of the reinvention. And spreading my wings. Yeah. Internationally, spreading my wings internationally because of online, I can. Right. So it's really great. Well, yeah. let's talk about this. Like you're in Colorado right now. And so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you guys don't South Africa. That's so awesome. This is our second time being in South Africa, actually. It, it is. Awesome. Wow. It is. Yes, that's <laughs> funny. Um, all right. So I, I know there's people out there listening that were like, oh, my gosh, she is speaking to me. How, one more time, just kind of recap where they can find you, where they can get involved with you. Tell them about your book. 
and kind of tease your course again. So they know everything and everything will be in the show notes, but it's always great to hear from the person. Okay. Right. If you want daily inspiration, follow me on Facebook, Lundy Stevens Consulting. Um, I'm very active on Facebook with daily tips and, and revelations that I receive on a daily basis. Um, that'll help you work through your day-to-day stuff. That's completely free. Um, like my page there. And then like me on LinkedIn because there's a lot of business stuff, articles and blogs that I, I, I put on my LinkedIn page. So Lundy Stevens Consulting, you can follow me there. And then my, my web page is lundystevens.com. All my e-courses, there's a lot of blogs, there's a lot of videos um, and a lot of resources that's free, that's, that's not paid for, that I put on there because obviously I'm wanting to empower and, and, and equip people. But then there's also my, my new e-course, which is launching on the 1st of June, which is Faces of a Sales Manager. Um, that is a leadership course on steroids. Um, I've already got people already enrolling for it. Um, yeah, and then of course, there's all my other offerings that you can find there. So get in contact on either the, those three mediums and yeah, looking forward to hearing from, from your listeners. Awesome. Randy, um, if, is this a, a training course you're kind of doing live with them or are they, is it straight up? Like I log in and I can go through, uh, every piece of the course over the next eight hours if I want, like what's kind of, how's the course being set up? Uh, for the your your uh, client's success there okay it is a nine-week course that you run at your own pace um what it is is a manual that you read through and then obviously take you through some video footage as well taking you through some of the difficult points giving you pointers but in the manual i actually give you steps on how to actually implement it in your own business so for example is is unlocking the why within your your teams how do you actually do it starting with yourself how do i start unlocking it in myself how do i unlock it in my teams how do i unlock it with my clients and then in terms of kpi so key performance indicators how do i measure the right things i take you through that and i give you templates and i give you tools on how to measure performance because that's a big thing is how do i know if somebody's actually doing what they're supposed to be doing and then incentives and commission structures I unlock that and I show you how to do that physically. So it's a nine-week course. I say it's a nine-week course because you're going to go through the material and then you've got a week to actually implement it before you go to the next chapter. So it's a live, ongoing course that is going to completely change your life, change your, your department or your team, or change your organization from start to finish. Um, and this is not only just for salespeople, it's for, for your CEOs, for your MDs, your directors. Um, it'll completely evolve and reinvent you and change the way you think. I love it, Landy. And thank you so much for being here today. We're so excited to spend the time with you. And I know people out there are going to be jumping on, on your bandwagon. So I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been absolutely amazing. Yep, Landy, it's been a pleasure. You speak our language. We crossed the different globe, but uh, we we uh, definitely uh, hear and have felt so many things that you talked about today. So it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Well, Ron, that was another great in, in interview. Uh, if I do say so myself, because we had such an amazing guest, Miss Landy Stevens, like that was so much fun. Yeah, I love that. Again, the, the similarities are, are crazy. 
What? She has unlocking your Y. We have hacking your Y. We have our e-book. She has an e-book. Just crazy, right? Yep. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's just the, the fact that she went through 20 years in the similar situations of us climbing corporate ladders, but they had the passion of, of helping people and helping them achieve new results. And, and it wasn't about dictator. It wasn't about just telling them what to do. It was about getting them to understand and unlock themselves what they could do. Absolutely. And I think so many leaders just discount that, right? They don't think it's important because they feel they have to pump up their chest and be the person that uh, they feel they need to be. And it's just, that's just the wrong way to do it. Um, but I want to share a couple of my takeaways from, from this conversation, which was, there was a lot, but these two really kind of spoke to me is one, your superpower, or again, what comes easy to you doesn't come easy to everybody else. So really understand that. And just because it comes easy to you, that sometimes can make you feel a little bit guilty or weird offering that for someone else's money, right? And, and that's okay. That's why it's your superpower and somebody wants your expertise. So it's a good, here's your expertise, here's my money. It, it just makes sense, right? But that's a hard thing to get over. And then the other thing that I absolutely loved is how she goes through the process. She'll teach something, then she implements it, then she'll measure it with a KPI, then she'll go back and teach something else, implement it, and measure it with a KPI. And I think, um, you know, it's not do everything all at once. And, and so make sure you're able to, if you're a coach, teach something, help them implement it. Help them implement it. Absolutely. So many of us get stuck in either teaching or on the other end, just learning. Yeah. But then there's not enough time. Life happens and we can't implement. So teach, implement, teach, implement, learn, implement, learn, implement, right? Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Uh, as always, there's so many places you can go find us. Uh, Hindsight Hacking on Facebook. We have Hindsight Hacking YouTube. Uh, and obviously, there's Instagram for Ron or, Corey or myself. Uh, and, and so there's literally, feel free, find us. Let's connect. Maybe you could be on our show. Maybe we can be on your show. Maybe we can help you uh, and uh, serve you in some possible way. So let's connect somewhere, somehow. Let's connect. Absolutely, guys. And we're out there. So just find us. Uh, we'll throw some links down in the uh, show notes so you can find us easier. But uh, we love that community. And we're building an amazing one with you guys. And we just want to thank you for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.